The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leave Show. I remember having this same feeling around this time last year and the back-to-back this weekend like really had it settle in for me we just got to get to the playoffs man like this the playoffs in game one can't come soon enough like the fan base needs it we all need it like we could talk about Radom Zahorna I just yawned yeah yeah like we could talk about Radom Zahorna like oh, who's who's a six foot six revelation I'm watching the game I'm like this like this guy is definitely an option to keep in the the bottom six at some point if like injuries permit or whatever and you just know the fan base is at a fever pitch of boredom when I am seeing like heated angry debates on Twitter over the way Mike Bunning is being officiated and I'm not sitting here I'm not going to dispute that Mike Bunting's relationship with the NHL officials is is complicated. It definitely is. But it's like I just can't I just can't get that upset about it. I just I just can't. It's like he 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 kicked the guy's stick away. Do I think it was like like ridiculous? No, he didn't kick it all the way down the ice. It wasn't something that I thought was too much, but can we just relax? Like he kicked the guy's stick away. He got a 10-minute misconduct conduct in a meaningless hockey game like they're they're resting important key guys to get ready for the playoffs like we just we just need to get through this these next seven games six games however many there are and just oh my god please but when you when you when you get when you've been reviewed for taking the odd dive and from what you see on the broadcast mike bunning likes to run his mouth so like, what, what do you think? The old boys club of officials have banded together and decided that we can't stand this guy. Yeah. And he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt. No. That's just, that's just the situation he's in. It sucks, but whatever. You, you see it with Kadri. Kadri used to be in this situation, too. It's You run your mouth and take dives. Like, that's what's just that's what's going to happen. Sheldon Keefe said after the game that Kyle Dubas will take it up with the league and I'm sure there will be some discussion, especially going. I think the concern is if this is a, a thing in a play in the playoffs that costs you an important moment where like a call goes against Mike Bunting or they don't call something on somebody interfering with him or whatever, and and it it impacts the outcome of a game. And the NHL officiating is sus enough that I do think it is worth a phone call to the league to say, hey, what's going on here? Let's get this sorted out. But I just don't see, like, people at each other's throats on Twitter is a, is, is a bit much for me. Now, you, you and I have been very transparent about what a slog this is going to be the last week and a half of the regular season. However, Matt Murray did us a favor last night because that is without question, in my opinion, the biggest talking point coming out of the weekend is Matt Murray is injured once again. And it was a freak situation. He he definitely landed on the back of his head. But if you look at Matt Murray as a whole, 
he's been pretty much as advertised in the sense that when he's on, he's still a pretty good top-tier NHL goalie, but the guy just can't, cannot for the life of him stay healthy. It's it's actually it's actually incredible. Yeah, it really is. It's and it, of course it's just like any time you see any sort of contact involving Matt Murray, it's you just the, the immediate reaction is ah six weeks. Yeah, I saw him fall in the ice. Ah, six weeks. See you later. All this tandem talk and the and, and the playoffs. I probably won't be around for the playoffs. I don't know the severity of the injury yet, but I think he's going to be evaluated for a concussion because he did he did hit the back of his head. So I I don't want us to be like our words to be minced here. It's like the dude legitimately hit the back of his head. Like no one's disputing that. But but, but the, Matt Murray's what's is suffering from what Mike Bunning's suffering from right now when it comes to injuries. It's yeah, he might have fallen on his head, and you can get a concussion doing that, of course. But if if but. The amount of injuries that this guy's sustained, it's hard to give someone the benefit of the doubt of just having a whoopsie. So, like, it's just, no, this guy legit has a problem staying healthy. Yeah, and I think, without question, I think the thing that that was kind of, like, frustrating was he gets hurt, and then Samsonov, who played the night prior, has to come in. And it's like you're risking, without question, Ilya Samsonov's your number one goalie. He's your game one starter. And him having to come out of the game puts Samsonov at risk. And I wonder if if Murray is on the shelf. Because if he has a concussion, he's on the shelf. Like I don't, I don't think we see him again. I think there's a possibility if he's legitimately hurt, that was the last night you see Matt Murray in a Leaf uniform. I really do think that that's a legitimate possibility. So do you look at maybe with these final six games resting Samson off and giving Joe Wall the ball here and just saying, listen, we're in the playoffs. These games, for all intents and purposes, are meaningless. So throw Joe Wall in there and see what he's got. Because if you look at next season, Matt Murray has a, like a $4.6 million cap hit. That's a lot of money for a guy who's consistently injured. And it's like, I think that a buyout situation or potentially trying to get someone to take him like they did with Peter Morazic is, is a legitimate uh, possibility in the offseason because you, you can't have that much money dedicated to a guy who can't stay healthy. Yeah, you're right. He really came as advertised. Like, I think we were pretty, we tried to stay as optimistic as possible when this move was made. And, and it's it, everything that people who know Matt Murray well said was going to happen has happened. Well, and like, he, listen, just, and he's looked, there's a couple games off the top of my head, like the Dallas game earlier in the season where he, he's looked really good. Like he's played really well. But I just, it's the guy cannot stay healthy. Like, and at the end of the day, when you have that much money committed to a goaltender and you've got another guy who's taken the ball and and run with it pretty much all year in Samsonov, and then they're really high on Joe Wall. So I think next year you're looking at a legitimate possibility of either buying out or moving off Matt Murray, giving Samsonov a contract extension, and then having Joe Wall be his backup. And I think you're, that's the Leafs' potential goalie 1-2 for next season. I mean, are, are the Leafs' goaltending situation? One day I feel good about what's happening with Samsonov, and I, I just respect the year he's had. I think he's been very solid. Um, but one day I feel really good about the goaltending. Not really good, but I feel okay about the goaltending situation going into the playoffs. And then... Another day, like today, maybe because it's Monday and it's, I just don't feel, now all of a sudden I'm back in the camp of, this This could potentially be a bad situation. 
in the first round. Like, now all of a sudden I don't feel as confident. Because what if Samsonov sucks? Like, he's showing that he could suck every once and once and again, even though he's also been pretty good. No, I don't think – I wouldn't go as far as to say he's shown he can suck. I think he he lets in the occasional softy. But at the end of the day, like, listen, like, they, they went into that first-round series last year with Jack Campbell. Oh, yeah. Like, like there's no – tell myself that. It's not like there's the been – worst a, goalie in the league. And even Freddie Anderson. Like, he – Freddie Anderson had moments through his career in the regular season where he looked like an elite goalie but could never string it together consistently in the playoffs. So this situation of going in – to the first round with a question mark in net is not new for them. It's been the case every year, and they're just going to have to overcome it. And I think, listen, if you look at his body of work throughout the season, it's encouraging. He 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 and Freddie Anderson are very similar. Like they they both kind of have the same numbers, like nine fifteen save percentage, two point four two point five goals against, and let in the odd softy, but also can look very, very good and make you feel confident. It's it's pretty it's pretty uncanny how similar they are in my eyes. Do you see a scenario of them getting rid of Matt Murray? Like, are you bought in to that? No, I'm not bought into that. I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Because I, I, you don't know what's going to happen with Sam Sonoff either. Like, I know, I know he's an RFA, but it's... I, I, that's, that's a problem I want to worry about after... Like, I, I don't really want to think about that right now. The word buy... When's the last time I've seen bought anybody out? It's, you know, like, th- it's not like something Kyle Dubas really does. Plus, do you even have the cap room where you want to pay... I don't know what the buyout number would be, but, like, that's... It's going to be at least... Uh, it's going to be over a million, so it's... I, I don't know. Like, it's... It, I, I, I don't even want to think about that right now. Are you comfortable potentially going in with... And, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because there's no choice, but, like... Joe Wall as the backup goaltender. No idea. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen him enough. Well, that's what I'm saying. If if you're going to put Murray on on IR, then let Joe Wall play like four of these final six games. Like like put him in there. Let's see what he's got. Yeah, yeah. So really interesting. Um, well, they finally sat some guys. Yes, they did finally sit some guys. Which listen, I'm not a huge "I told you so" guy, but you and I have been sitting here for well over a month. Being like they need to consider load management down the stretch here, and and some people just get really triggered by the idea of load management. And it's like, no, Mark Giordano's thirty nine years old. Give the guy a night off. I was encouraged to see him do it with Marner. Like, yes, when's John Tavares getting his night off? Yeah. Well, I think people cry because I mean, at the end of the day, they can always just use the result. Like the Leafs completely outshot them. They dominated them in uh, possession time, but. They take a five two L, and that's 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 a person's reason for being like, let's why you don't sit guys. Because I mean, if you do look at the standings, like they only have one game in hand on Tampa. Tampa's won three in a row all of a sudden, and they're only four games, uh, four points ahead of them. So it's, I mean, yeah, it is it is pretty close. But I I firmly believe I'm not going to budge on it that load management is good. Like I think you need to get some guys off their feet. And just chill for a night, especially against Detroit. Like they have some big games coming up too. It's like you're gonna take take the chance against a team that's not gonna make the playoffs. Like you got Boston coming up. You have New York. You have Tampa. Tampa. Like that. Those those are those are games where Florida Panthers, who say what you want about them, are still in the mix fight. Like that will be a well, huge. They're in, game. they're in the playoffs now. Yeah, like, that'll be a huge game for the Florida Panthers. Yeah, Pittsburgh's out right now and Florida's in. I think you just got to sit back if you're Sheldon Keefe and go, how much does home ice advantage really mean? Because if we're saying, because it's locked in, like everything's locked in, everybody's clinched. We know the the first round matchup. We've known it for a while, but it became official over the last couple of days. 
So I think you just got to sit back and go, how like, are we gonna lay it on the line to get those those games, the home ice advantage in Toronto? Here's what I know: it doesn't matter with this team. Yeah, like and see, and that's they've I, lost in Game Seven in Boston. They've lost in Game Seven at Scotiabank. So it really like the last two Game Sevens they've lost at Scotiabank. Like it, it, and then before that they lost in Boston. Like it's. Pretty sure they didn't. They lose to Col- they, they lost to Columbus game five in Toronto yeah, too. Yeah, it was in the bubble, but it, yeah, it technically was home ice. Yeah, home. Like I don't care. Like the the, the Scotiabank crowd sucks anyway, so it's like it's you're playing in front of a silent crowd anyway. I, so it really doesn't matter. In the playoffs, we were there for a playoff game against Boston in nineteen. It was the it, atmosphere it gets better. is better in my, in Ottawa when the Leafs are playing the Sens. Like it's like the, the I, I'm sorry, the Scotiabank Arena. Is brutal. Oh yeah, and for a regular. Yeah, I'll be the first guy to sit down and not make noise whenever I'm at the game <laughs> as well. So I guess I'm a bit of a hypocrite, but I would rather, to be honest, I would rather pr- roll the dice on home ice. Roll the dice on home ice. If I was still coming up with cutesy titles for these episodes that do nothing for SEO, I would call it "Roll the Dice with Home Ice." Um. I would rather roll the dice with home ice than than like risk injuring one of your key guys. So I would rather load manage and potentially eat a like a few L's down the in the final six here and lose home ice than risk having one of your key guys be injured. Yeah, especially with the all the eleven and seven they've been playing. Like yeah. Martyr and Matthews are getting like 23, 24 minutes a night when they when they got eleven forwards out there. So, I mean, they're both still young guys. So, like, they're they're in good shape. They're professional athletes. They should be able to handle it. But at the same time, it's just it one it one bet. Look at Matt. Look what happened to Matt Murray. Freak accident. He's he's done. See you later. Yeah. No more tandem in the playoffs. Like it's and and I think keeping Ilya Samsonov healthy is of the utmost importance here. So you gotta just like I said, if you if if you gotta throw Joe Wall in for most of these games just to get him. If like I would be looking at it going. Murray's potentially on the IR. You're going to be our backup. We need to get you in and get you as many reps to keep this guy healthy. So in you go, Joe Wall, like straight up. Where is Ryan O'Reilly? I, I'm. I, I saw him on the ice skating around doing some drills, but I, I, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I, I am. I do feel really bad for Kyle Dubas yeah, that bo- this both has happened. Riley and Nolachari are, are are out because Ro- O'Reilly's gonna like he could. He's going to get a couple of games in here before the season's over. But at the same time, it's maybe that's too much load management for a guy. Like, you know, like maybe he just comes back and he just can't like catch up anymore. Well, you know, I, I believe in his playoff ability because he's shown it in the past. The guys want to con smite. That's that's the, the the top of the resume when it comes to playoff success. But Kyle Dubas is shit luck, man. Yeah. Oh, man. If well, this guy comes back, he doesn't have his legs under him and. He's just not that good. Like that's a bit of a disastrous situation. Well, I think you. It's it's again. I think the the theme of today's episode is is load management versus like it, it's it's a tough thing. Listen, we've been really critical of Sheldon Keefe and his deployment of the roster over the last few weeks here. But like, I don't envy the spot the guy's in. You can't quantify it. You can't quantify if it actually helps or not. The only the only the only uh, information that any team in pro sports has about load management is Kawhi Leonard with the Raptors. Like, and that worked out for them, but this isn't basketball. And it's just, you. it's on paper. It sounds like a very good idea to, to sit guys and 
have load management. But again, all the people who are like, no, screw it. They also have a point because there's there's just no way to quantify if 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 it works or not. It's an opinion. It makes sense, but it could mean absolutely nothing in the end. Hundred percent. You look at the situation with Ryan O'Reilly, and it's like on the one hand, you're like, no, no, we wanna we wanna keep you out to make sure you are as healthy as possible for game one. We just like as close to a hundred percent that you can get. That's where we want you. Or you look at it and go. Let's bring him back maybe a touch early than we want to, but at least he's getting in and getting his legs under I'm him. I'm getting but him in as early as possible. Yeah, well, I think with a veteran guy, you, you trust that. I, I honestly don't know. I was just going to say I think you trust that he comes back and is able to to have his legs under him and compete right away. But, you, like, you're right. You have no idea. There's no way to prove that this – it's a smart strategy and it's going to work. Yeah, it just makes sense in my head. I would like a night off to sit in the press box and mouse some pea corn down. Yeah. Like that sounds like a good time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know Sam Sonoff wanted to do that. Well, how, until, do in, uh, how do you get in? How do you get in and grab? How do you get in and grab the pea corn when you've got a broken finger? That's true. You gotta, you gotta, gotta go. go you gotta go. Well, left I, I forget hand. what hand. Yeah. I forget which. I think he, I think it was the right hand. Yeah. I can't remember. Well, you gotta. It's hard, hard to eat pea corn. Yeah, you were saying that when we were watching the game, the Detroit game, where you're like, I'd be so rattled if I was Sam Sonoff. Yeah. You're just settling in for a night off, and your, your goalie partner, who just can't stay healthy for more than five minutes, has to come out of the game, and in you go. That sucks. And he said after the game that he wasn't, like, I think that was a huge reason for that. He just wasn't on his game, and nor should he have been. He was not mentally prepared. He was supposed to have the night off. He said after the game something to the effect of, oh, I, I was in the gym earlier today, so I was feeling a bit sore. Like, I, he just wasn't in the zone to go in there. And so it's like, I don't like, know. He came, he came in, and he didn't, like, he didn't even face that many shots. Like, from what I see, he only faced 16 shots. Like, it was... The Leafs badly outshot the Red Wings. Like I thought the Leafs did a pretty I thought the players did the best job they possibly could of keeping the puck in the offensive zone most of the night. Like but it's I don't know, it just was I don't I don't care about this game. It was just one of those nights. Like he came in cold, whatever. It just sucks that he had to come in cold and also risk potential injury. Like that was the unfortunate part of it. There are a lot of people on Twitter who are discussing John Tavares five on five slump. He sucks. to put it to put it bluntly um i don't think he sucks i think it's just i know it's like he he can't he can't drive a lot like he's he's a veteran guy the the issue with john Tavares is never the like whether he's a bad hockey player or not the issue is he's 11 million dollar center who can't perform like an 11 million dollar center anymore and we always knew that when we got to these later years of his deal that was going to be the case so that's why I don't like complaining about the contract because like I said it's spilled milk and when they signed him they thought by the time they got to this point in his uh his career and in the contract that it would they they'd already would have been competing for cups they haven't they haven't got out of the first round They've had really bad luck with the pandemic and all that kind of stuff and the salary cap not going up. Like you mentioned Kyle Dubas's awful luck earlier. So it just, to me, the discussion with John Tavares is less about like, oh, he's, he's not good enough for, um, he's not good enough to live up to his $11 million price tag. It's, this is the reality of the situation. He can't carry guys as well anymore. So, how do you put him in in a situation for success? This is why everyone who's like, oh, you know, 
it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to go one, two, three, Matthews, Tavares, O'Reilly down the middle for game one. And I'm not entirely sold on that because I think putting Tavares on the wing with O'Reilly worked out pretty well for a few games. And I think it sets him up for success and he can be more of an offensive force five on five than he has been. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, he just can't, can't keep up with the play. That's all it is. He's just, he can't, he's just useless through the neutral zone. Like he cannot carry the puck is why everyone has loved William Nylander for years about zone entries. It's because that guy can get the puck in his own end and skate through the neutral zone and get, get the zone. John cannot do that. As soon as the puck hits his stick and he has some speed, the, some goober is right on his back and to check him. And, and the thing, the thing that I've really noticed like this year in the NHL is just all these, like I'm on the goal scoring leaders right now. And just all the names that have just come up, out of nowhere. And it's just, it's kind of slapped me in the face that like, yeah, the contract's the contract, but like he, he only has 33 goals. Like, you know, like that's, that's great. It's a good season, but it's just, sometimes it's just not good enough for what this team needs. And it's in it for me. And it, it, it pisses me off kind of, but at the same time, it's, he's a point of game player and he, he's good on the, the, the power play. And I don't know. I just, some days I'm just like, I, I'm happy with what he is. And some days it's like, Here's Carter Verhage, who has 40 goals. Like, who the hell is Carter Verhage? Well, like, they, you know, like, it's just, it. you're right. These, This is the later part of the contract, and it's a shame because when they signed them, the, the hopes were so high, but, like, it hasn't worked out at all, really. And now it's like you're kind of getting to the end here. Like, it's kind of a failed experiment. Well, again, and it's not entirely their fault. They had some bad bounces with, like I said, with the pandemic and the cap not going up and everything. But it's, again, I don't want, to me, sitting and complaining about his contract is a waste of time. There's nothing anyone can do about it. Yeah, there's nothing anyone can do. But there's some people, Ryan, who are still like, he's at the $11 million price tag. It's like, let it go. You can't change it. It is what it is. So it's on Sheldon Keefe and the coaching staff to be like, John is still an elite force in on the power play, and he's still elite below the hash marks in the offensive zone. How do we put him in a position where he can succeed in those scenarios and less of, of him trying to transition through the neutral zone against guys who are way faster than him? Yeah. It's that. It's I, I get it. It is spilt milk, but so, like just the odd time it creeps in where you're just like, this, it like, it's just, it does hurt them sometimes. Like, I, I honestly do believe that. Yeah, but, but guess it, what? It is what it is. Guess what? If you can get him in a situation where he's below the hash marks and he scores a big goal, like last year in the game that got the one that got called back in game seven for, for the, the Justin Hole pick. pick. Yeah. If you can get him in a situation where he's down below the hash marks and he scores a big goal, no one's gonna care. No one's gonna care about his five on five slump. No one's gonna care about his yeah, eleven million dollar price tag. But he hasn't like we're a couple of years too late here. Like, you know, like it's like he should have scored that goal three years ago. Well, like, he, did you last, know? he did last year and it was called back. And it I, was I don't pick, care though. what you pigeons say who crushed me in the comments after game seven. It was a brutal penalty call on Justin. See, Hall. I thought it was a bit of a pick. Uh, well, I don't care. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Right. Chirp me all you want. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. you got roasted. Oh, I that. got I got one of the worst chirp. Like one of the worst. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, he's got like roast call out. Yeah, like you just had a take of my about, life yeah. that was in the comment section of our game seven episode when I yeah. said I hate that call on Justin Holden. Everyone's like, "Well, it's a clear pick." Yeah, Homer, 
Whatever. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Matt Murray. It's going to be interesting to see like how they end up deploying Joe wall. I don't know. It's let's just get to the, to yeah, how the many more episodes do we have here? Like how many, how many more episodes do I have to suffer through? Realistically, realistically, get you, excited. you probably got two more got next week. And then we'll obviously do a playoff preview. Okay, so we got, we got Sunday next week. Yeah. And then, yeah, but at least the playoff preview, like that's, I'm okay with that. It's yeah. like, I'm done with the regular season. Like let's, yeah, you'll have Sunday of next week. And then that's, that's it. Like one more and then a playoff preview. The Boston Bruins have 125 points. Yeah. Do yes, you they do. Do you do you see a scenario where they get in and just roll all the way to the East Final? Or do they or do you, could it be a Tampa scenario from a few years ago where they lose? Maybe not get swept, but lose like Tampa lost to Columbus. See, I like I, um I, I actually liked the the Penguins matchup. But I think if they play the Panthers, they're gonna just that. That's a four game sweep. I, I I think they are sweeping the Panthers, no problem. I I did like the intrigue of having like all the even though Pittsburgh isn't Pittsburgh of of old, but they still got all those names who've gotten it done three times. So it's like that's kind of intriguing. Where it's like could Sid and Gino just like have one more little run in them? But if they, if they play the Panthers in the first round, they they are just sweeping them. Like it's nothing. I just think the stars have aligned for this team all year. Like what real adversity have they gone through all year? None. Like they've been dominant from the drop of the puck of the first game this season. So I'm just kind of like, but I, I just think they're that good though. Yeah. Like, I think they're that good. Mm -hmm. Like they're just from top to bottom. They're just a very good hockey team. Who've, and have the best tandem in the NHL as well. Yeah. Like just two stud goalies. I'll tell you one thing. If the Leafs, beat the lightning, then the Bruins will steamroll themselves all the way to the final. But if the lightning somehow beat the Leafs, like all bets are off. Like uh, Tampa. So, so, like, so you're saying if the Leafs beat the lightning, you could see the Bruins steamrolling the Leafs. Oh yeah. Really? Not steamrolling, but like the Leafs are, if the Leafs played the Boston Bruins in a seven game series, a hundred times, I honestly believe they would lose a hundred times. Call me, call me Mr. Uh, Rose colored glasses here, but I just think, I'm interested to see what happens with the psyche of the Leafs. Like, if they can get the monkey off the back and break through the glass ceiling that is the first round, I'm interested to see what that does for them mentally I just, in, in, a, in a playoff situation. I just don't... I just could see a scenario where they... It's like, we finally did it. We're playing... Because let's let's call a spade a spade. And all you trolls can can comment and go, oh, that's pretty pathetic that, that this is the expectation of the team. All that matters is they went around. That's literally all that matters. I, I If they went around, there will be parades in the streets like they won the Stanley Cup. And any second round, third round series is house money. Like, that, that is just a fact. And if you are somebody who's listening to this and going, that's pretty pathetic, you're not accepting re the reality of the situation. Because that is the reality of the situation. And I don't get how you could have any higher expectations when, like, we're, we're going on almost 20 years not winning around here. Yeah, like, they, you win, know? they win one round. Kyle Dubas is here to stay. Sheldon Keefe is coming back. The core of the, the team is coming back. Like, no, there's no, won't be any, like, if they lose, then I think all bets are off and you could see some potential changes, like real changes for the first time, but I don't. One round win will be treated like a Stanley Cup. And listen, 
I'm not criticizing. You and I will be sitting here over the moon if they so can win excited. one round. So at least the most excited person. So chirp us all you want, but it's realistic expectations. Yeah, I just think on this planet, this multiverse, the Toronto Maple Leafs are just incapable of beating that franchise in anything. Oh, you're talking about Boston, yeah, not Tampa. Yeah. All right, well, can you pick? But can you picture it? Like I just. I sit. I sometimes I lay in bed at night after watching a Leaf game, and I close my eyes, and I just try to visualize the celebration after after a first round victory. And I I just don't. It's just not in my head. It's just I can't. It's it's so hard to imagine and picture. It's just like if like if they just think i don't know like i i i pray and i hope that it can then happen but i don't know i i can't it, it can't i can't visualize it i'm maintaining that i think if they can get the monkey off their back of a first round playoff series win i think that all bets are off and and hopefully after that they're playing with house money and if they did end up playing boston i do not see a scenario where the bruins steamroll them i could see them battling it out to the end and and they might win they might not but I'm not going to steamroll them, but they're not, they're not going to beat them. Yeah. All right. Well, we're almost there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get out of here for today. Thanks everybody for checking us out. If you like what you see, hit that like, and subscribe button below. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. Also, if you're listening to the audio version, little five-star review, little comment, if you can, every little bit helps. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next time. The podcast. Super friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. This is Charles Adler. After a few years of working on radio and television, The Charles Adler Show has evolved to a natural place in 2023. YouTube, podcast, and open RSS. You'll hear the show as it always has been delivered, concise, with context, clarity, and empathy. And as a bonus, the guests will be natural-born storytellers who won't fear telling stories that are personal and emotional. They won't fear uncomfortable questions. Most important, they won't fear me. Follow me on Twitter at Charles Antler and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts.